Welcome to the Bishop and Vickers. I'm Bishop Tom Daly from the Diocese of Spokane in Washington, Eastern Washington, for our listening audience, which I know goes beyond the boundaries of our own diocese, as some of the letters that I receive. Father Brian Mee is the Vicar for Finance and the Pastor of St. Augustine's. Father Pat Kirst is the Vicar for Priests, Pastor of St. Thomas More and St. Patrick's Parish in Spokane, and Father Darren Connell, the Vicar General and Rector of Our Lady of Lourdes Cathedral, the Mother Church of our Diocese. The listening audience, we have an apology to make. It was a technical difficulty, but um, George and Carol Aldridge from Deer Isle wrote to me and said, Dear Bishop Daly, we very much are impressed by your radio show and sometimes the Vickers, but we weren't able to understand the, the last two episodes, especially Actually, the Christmas two. one. More than two. More than two. Four. There were four or of three. them. Three. So, three. We had oh, technical yeah, difficulties, so we apologize for that. As you know, sometimes I receive mail, and uh, I received a letter from Jenny and Neil Ward from Seal Harbor, and they asked me, in light of our Christmas special, what the Vickers received for Christmas. And I don't know. I mean, I did, Father Connell did tell me that he was very happy that he had received a gift uh, from Bishop Joe Tyson of Yakima, two tickets to the MC Hammer concert, which is going to be at the Yakima <laughs> Convention Center sometime in the spring. And so he that was his but best that, gift. He already got the pants on. I, I noticed that. I wish this was a television yeah. show. Yeah, no, but then, then Mrs. Gina Vanelli didn't want us to have a television where, show. Where was she from? She was from Endicott, uh, Endicott, Endicott right? Washington. Somewhere near Deer Isle, I suppose, no, and no. Seal Harbor. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Father Chris, anything memorable for your Christmas uh, gift from your family or your parishioners or your thousands of fans? Um, you know, I think I made the naughty list for the 37th consecutive year, so I was okay. pretty light on, on uh, gifts, which is great because I don't need any more stuff to haul around with me. But got a few gift cards that are appreciated. And yeah, and that reminds me, Bishop, I want to thank you. Uh, it was very kind of you to give that $750 uh, check to your vicars for Christmas this year that we received. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. Wasn't that great, guys? Seven, <laughs> wasn't that great? Mine would have been the mail. $7.50 <laughs> well, would have been fine. Uh, and then Father Me changed the decimal point, and we got $7.50. <laughs> <laughs> and a Whitman you sampler. Are very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Father Me, did you receive anything uh, from your parishioners at St. Augustine's? This is your first Christmas with uh, your people after leaving St. Peter's. Well, they have a custom of um, throwing fruitcakes at the priest <laughs> in procession. Interesting. The, uh, this is the first year the custom began. <laughs> yeah. When were, you, when were you assigned? To begin somewhere. <laughs> when were you know. assigned? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, uh, uh, the Aldriches and the Wards, for your letter. We're talking today. Happy New Year to the Aldriches. Thank and you the very Wards. much, uh, Father Connell. Um, in the Christmas special, which again, we spoke about the beauty of Christmas, the birth of Christ our Savior. And to our listening audience, we have celebrated also as a church um, the Feast of the Holy Family, and we'll be moving into Epiphany. Uh, just uh, some thoughts on the importance of, of fatherhood, and uh, not to take from the role of mom and dad and the important role they play, especially in the living of one's faith. But I remember as a young priest, uh, we had a mission in the, in the diocese, and they began in our first um, parish. And the priest spoke about when it comes to faith, that children listen to their mothers and they watch their fathers. And I often will say that when I'm doing a baptism and when I'm um, meeting with a group of parents, religious education, both when I was a pastor and as a teacher and now as a bishop. But I'm wondering some of the thoughts, you know, we uh, were rich in our tradition of um, the role of St. Joseph, um, the role of priest as father. 
and the work that we do with charities and just some of the deeper understanding of fatherhood from our own life as we are seek to be fathers for um, for our flock, for our people. So, Father Connell, maybe some the, thoughts uh, on this. The, your uh, comment that uh, people uh, listen to their mothers and watch their fathers uh, really hits home for me because my dad is a convert. Um, and I distinctly remember as a child, when we went to Mass on Sunday, uh, Dad was always there. He never went to communion, of course. Um, but it wasn't just Mom and, and the kids. It was Dad, even, again, even though he wasn't Catholic. And we... You know, we witnessed his his uh, commitment to mass in the church. Eventually, he uh, converted. Father Wenning from Saint Anthony Parish uh, helped him through that process, and um, and I remember my dad. He, I think he really. It wasn't just because he was married to my mom, uh, but I think he really in, internalized uh, the Catholic faith in a deep way. And he was not a man. Is not a man. He's not. He's still with us. <laughs> uh, he's not a man who's 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 very talkative. He doesn't say much. Much like Saint Joseph, uh, who we don't have anything recorded in Scripture him saying, um, that reminds me of my dad because my dad's a very quiet man. But I think uh, it, you know when he when he converted, uh, it, it reflected a very deep faith. And and one little story about that: this was in the seventies, and uh, and uh, my dad converted, and then maybe a year or two later, uh, remember that we had the option then of receiving Holy Communion in the hand. And uh, I remember to this day how how frankly how upset my father was about that, which kind of looking back on it, uh, surprises me in one sense. Um, but another sense, I think it really, he, had, it says to me, he really internalized his own love and devotion for the Eucharist and was kind of, you know, didn't, didn't care for that practice. Uh, um, he's not a crazy, you know, man or right-wing whack or anything, but I just think he, uh, uh, that says to me that he really internalized his faith in a, in a mm-hmm. quiet way. Father me, no, I, your parents are both deceased as, as my, my parents are still are still are yeah the last time we checked that's why they couldn't be with you at christmas um but your um kind of your experiences uh growing up here in spokane because you you spent summers at deer isle but you were um uh here in town and maybe kind of your thoughts on summer camp well fatherhood uh, i don't know if i wouldn't go right back to my experiences i was thinking though um the the idea of fatherhood um well, let me think about that for a moment. Hmm. The, um, I don't know. The fatherhood, you know, about John Paul II in Familiaris Consortio says that uh, the role of the father is he is to take responsibility for that uh, life conceived under the heart of the mother. And so, in a way, fatherhood very much is dependent upon that. Um, he takes on that role of responsibility, but also he is to be an image of the fatherhood of God, that, that love that God has for all of us. And one of the things that John Paul II brings out as well is that uh, God, in his fatherhood, it's not a biological fatherhood, but God is completely other than we are, and we reach out, and God reaches out to us. And in a, in a way, that's what the role of the father is. He is to... Uh, he is to uh, teach his children to reach out to the other in as far as the mother uh, is very much the same as a child. I mean, the child has uh, been in the womb of the mother. His mother has carried this child for nine months. Uh, The child is suckled at the breast of the mother. So the child and the mother are, are... very much the same in that way, but the first contact that that child has with someone completely other is the father. And so that 
father has a very tender role in teaching the child about the love of the other and the, the love of God the father. One of the uh, Father Connell and I both served as vocation directors, and we often spoke about uh, as priestly candidates that we would hope that the young man who feels called to priesthood evidences the same qualities of fatherhood. That is to say, the ability to make sacrifices for his family, for his, in this case, the church being uh, the spouse of Christ, the ability to not only uh, work hard and to protect and to provide but many of the qualities that would make a man um, a very good husband and father are what we look for in priesthood. That, again, is especially that sense of, of sacrifice. And so often in our society, and I know that uh, Father Connolly and I have spoken about this, that the way family life has become uh, disjointed at times, fathers out of the picture, um, even in the whole notion of society where sitcoms and television shows have reduced any importance of the, the role of fatherhood, we're very conscious of the fact that sometimes uh, the young men who feel a call to priesthood aren't so sure what it means to be a father, a spiritual father. And one of the important roles of a seminary is to provide that. And that has been something that maybe 50 years ago wasn't a challenge in formation. So we see uh, the role of family life to be one that is increasingly strained, but also that there is such a role for those who are uh, men who are fathers, to be able to stand as models of integrity. And the recent developments we've seen with sexual harassment that has really uh, affected our country, um, something, again, that cries out for the need for models for fatherhood. We're going to take a break, and when we return, I'm going to ask uh, Father Kirst to speak about his experience as a member of the Board of Catholic Charities and the CAPRA program, which is exactly about helping young men in the role as fathers. Back to the Bishop and Vickers. We're speaking about fatherhood in the Catholic Church, in a relationship with God and his people, but also in our own lives and in, in the world. And before the break, it, Father Connell was making a point about uh, his work in formation when he was a vocation director. And I just wanted to pick up on what you were talking about, Bishop, in terms of um, the fatherhood of priests and, and how you and I both have talked about this, as you mentioned, how important it is to be able to... Um, inculcate that in in our seminarians and i i remember many not many times but i've heard working with seminarians sometimes parishioners would say things like oh he, we have a nickname for him we call him father what a waste and no that was never said about you because no, of the husky stage okay, you, I, i'm working on it <laughs> yeah um uh anyway this is father what a waste and they meant it kind of you know humorous i guess and seminarians would hear that sometimes and be discouraged because they're like well gee maybe Maybe I, I shouldn't, you know, be doing this or becoming a priest or whatever. And I'd always say, I would always say to them, um, when they call you Father Wetterwaste, it may be a sign that you are indeed called by God because, uh, as you said, the best qualities of fatherhood should also be um, revealed or reflected in your priesthood a, a, as a father. Uh, and if you don't have those qualities of a good husband and a father, you're probably not called to be a priest. It's not like a, you know, a booby prize for guys who can't be, uh, you know, married and and have and have children and be good husbands and fathers. Um, and so I, I always try to get them to shift to think about what is it about you that they see that would make a good husband and father. You know, your 
your fidelity to your spouse, the church, um, your commitment to chastity, your desire to be a protector for your family, which for priests is our parish and our church, um, your commitment to prayer and listening to God like St. Joseph did and what that meant in terms of his protection of his family. And, and then finally, um, to be generative. I think every man uh, wants to be generative. We want to create. And for husbands and fathers, obviously that is um, the creation of, of life and children, biological children. But in many ways, we as priests uh, have opportunities to be generative um, through you know our preaching, our teaching, uh, our catechesis. Um, when we when we strengthen the faith of our people, we're being generative. When we when we take care of our physical plants of our parishes and and you know we're we are being generative. We're creative, and I know I think we all have had those experiences that are, are profoundly fulfilling. Uh, sometimes they're tiring and exhausting, but but it's a, it's a good sense of of tired because we know that we have cooperated with God in creating something for Him and for His church. And there are those similarities that you've been talking about between fatherhood and families and fatherhood of priests, and people give us that title, Father, and who knows what they're thinking when they use that title. Uh, hopefully some more along those lines, Father Connell. Uh, the awkward moment on Father's Day, getting a Father's Day card, what's your response to that? And she usually doesn't really... I cross out Father and like Monsignor. Monsignor. Very good. In fact, Father Me has a Christmas card that just says, uh, Merry Christmas, Monsignor. Uh, right. It, it, it was I wrote it to myself. I, I know. <laughs> and but, a check also. Yeah. Yeah. And a but, check. But as we've been sharing, many of us, myself included, have had wonderful experiences of the fathers in our lives and, and men who are sacrificial and caring and... and providing for the home and so forth and good models of faith and, and very blessed by that. But that's not everybody's experience. And we know that. And we know that households, uh, families that don't have a father present or has a father present who's, who's not stepping up to the plate and, and being that, that image of a good father in the household, that that has uh, powerful negative implications in, in young people's lives. And, and the Bishop mentioned the, I was on the board at Catholic Charities, and I'm, I'm no longer on the board. I cycled off of that. But when I was on the board, I was asked to participate in a uh, steering committee for a new program that was being started. This was maybe five years ago. And it flowed from the program at Catholic Charities that was connected with CAPA under the umbrella of Prepares that was a program designed to help young pregnant women and mothers with their children through the first five years of life. And... Somehow in there, there was sort of a presumption these were single mothers uh, and that that the men involved in this, the fathers of these children, were deadbeats, that they'd run off, that they'd abandoned the women. And in many cases, that was true, but that's not all cases. And in fact, there were some of these young men who indeed wanted to be good fathers to the children. They, they didn't know how to do it. So they really self-referred, and Catholic Charities responded to that by forming a, a fatherhood project. Uh, that Carlos directed, and this steering committee just sort of put together a, a program. They'd been meeting kind of informally just over pizza and just kind of sharing life, but we wanted to add a mentoring component to this and a little more programmatic element, and And it was really inspiring how many of these young men, they didn't want to abandon the, the, the woman and the child, but they didn't know what to do. They were scared. They didn't have good modeling of fathers in their own life. They didn't have the skills. So this program was set up to support these these young men. Again, all self-referred. They weren't sent there by the courts or anything. They just, I want to be a father to, to this child. And, and so it was really inspiring. And and it's it's still going on, and it's uh, branched out a little bit into some other areas. And so, but. You know, there was a play that um, 
John Paul II wrote back in his days as Father Botiwa, and it was called The Radiation of Fatherhood. And um, in it, he speaks about the man who certainly likes his independence and freedom. And uh, yet this independence and freedom can actually uh, enslave him or incarcerate him to loneliness. And the only way that he can actually come out of that loneliness to love is to give up that liberty for the sake of another. So for the sake of his wife, for the sake of his children. Um, But it was a beautiful thing. And from that radiation of fatherhood, he's saying the father is actually uh, a reflection of God the father. And uh, through the father's heart, the the man's heart, that's uh, to be refracted uh, into the lives of all those that he uh, encounters. First of all, of course, his wife, his children, but the larger society as well. So that uh, in some ways, what fatherhood calls man to, or Adam who has fallen to, is turning away from that desire for independence, but that willingness to give up that independence for the sake, or that liberty for the sake of uh expressing the love of a father and of God the Father. You, you bring an interesting point up about uh, what St. John Paul in his writings, and it was interesting, um, protect and to provide are often uh, terms that are used for fatherhood, and, and whether uh, a biological father and a husband and father or a priest, and I remember reading a reflection on that the priest as confessor uh, protects uh, his parishioners through the grace of the sacrament, Christ working through him, protecting them from a life of sin that could lead them away from it. And he provides for them uh, in, with the Eucharist and the Eucharist nourishing um, one's soul. The term father um, was reserved. I bet, I'm surprised Father Me hasn't commented on this. Up until the year 400, a bishop was called father. And then afterwards, it was uh, the pope. Um, uh, what would we say that in Italian? Papa. Oh, thank you. Papa. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then your good friend, St. Benedict, um, in an earlier version of the rule, gave the title to spiritual confessors since they were guardians of soul, back to that notion of protecting. And then the notion of abbot being father, Abba. Abba. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, because, and again, this comes out in Miller uh, Ares Consortio as well, is one of the main roles of the father is to be that of an educator, to be that of a teacher. Um, he says that the mother conceives the child in her body, but the father conceives in the will. And I think he means by that the father each day has to choose, has to will to give himself to that child in educating that child. Hmm. Um, so the role of, yeah, so the role of the father, you can see where the spiritual fatherhood, and we as priests, I mean, what's one of our uh, most significant roles, and certainly your role as bishop, is that of teacher, as educator, which is um, very much reflective of what the father of the family is to be as well. Father uh, Kirst is the vicar for priests, which has sometimes been called the father to the fathers. Ooh. Yeah, like that, that. That's a little title that uh, maybe we'll have another show about. Uh, <laughs> it means you have to, a new title. You have yeah. to do what I say. Yes. Yeah. Everyone loves you. Mm-hmm. 
We'll come back in, in a few minutes continue this theme of fatherhood and reflection and encouragement to our listening audience to consider the men's conference, which we will have later on this month. Father uh, Brian Kraut directing that with some guest speakers. That father are, Brian Kraut. Oh, Brian Kraut uh, on fatherhood. Well, he is a yeah. father. He is yeah, a father. father of no. five children. But I, yeah. but I am the boss of you. Yes. Remember that. We'll take a break, and when we come back again, the topic of fatherhood. Welcome back to the Bishop and Vickers. We're speaking on the importance of fatherhood and just concepts within our, our Catholic faith, but also in society as a whole. And Father Me at the break was speaking a little bit about the Holy Family, the great feast that we celebrated earlier, and, and maybe some reflections briefly on, on that and the notion of Joseph and Mary and traveling and the sacrifices made. And well, I think one of the beautiful things, the gospel for the Feast of the Holy Family this past Sunday was Simeon and Anna waiting in the temple for the manifestation of uh, the splendor of God for the Lord, for the anointed one, the Messiah, to come. And, of course, they were in the temple waiting for that because that was a holy place, and therefore that should be the place that the Holy One uh, comes to. And they wait and they wait. But uh, the manifestation before even in that holy sanctuary uh, of the Lord is in that holy sanctuary, that holy cradle of the family. And, of course, the, the father's place is in the family, his mother's place is in the family, but always recognizing that um, sometimes we split religion or faith out or we put it just in the church, but to think that the first place that Christ manifested himself uh, as the incarnate word was in the cradle of the family, I think is uh, rich, for reflection and uh, rich in reflection for, well, what is the role of each person in that family? And especially, of course, the father and the mother. And that of the father is certainly a large part of that, following the foster father of uh, Christ. St. Joseph is that of the protector. And that, that scene of the child in the cradle and then again at the temple with Mary, mother of God, and then Joseph, adoptive father, they're presented as being people who were in awe at what God was doing through this through this child, and I think that's a a good model for our our human fatherhood in terms of fathers who stand in awe at what God does within their family life and what God can do through them as they live out this sacred role of of being father and family. Well, and and, and you know to to piggyback on that, just to um, we see in the in the Holy Family um, just how important family life is uh, today and, and throughout history, God chose um, a family to change the course of human history. I mean, that was the context in which all of human history was changed forever, in which sin and death was um, crushed. And through the family, through Mary's faithfulness, through Joseph's faithfulness, um, came the incarnate word who, who crushed sin and death forever. But it was in the context of family, which is why family life is so important um, even today. The importance the church has placed <clears throat> on family, uh, we see evidence even in our own diocese. We have on January 27th at Maribo Park out in Spokane Valley is the annual men's conference, and uh, we have some great speakers there. And we encourage our listening audience to participate if at all possible. We also have this year a women's conference, and that will take place the uh, next month 
and with some great speakers uh, addressing this whole issue of how men and women can be supported in the living of, of their faith, not just um, as uh, moms and dads, but also as uh, men and women of faith. Joseph's described in Scripture as righteous, and the theological understanding, or as scholars tell us, is that meant he was faithful. He was faithful as, uh, as a religious Jewish man, as Mary was as, as a Jewish woman. And that type of fidelity and commitment to one's faith it's so important for our church to offer opportunities for families, for moms and dads and, and husbands and fathers. And I helped out and spoke in the Diocese of Baker last year and spoke in Pendleton. There must have been a couple hundred uh, men there, and there were fathers with their sons. And I really think it's so important for our families to know that the church is there to assist knowing that, um, again, Jesus's family, if we just look at the genealogy in Matthew's gospel, not all would be described as righteous. And it's a recognition that there is no family that is perfect, but nonetheless, we're striving for fidelity in, in, in all that we do. In the sacrament of reconciliation and the prayer of absolution, God the Father of mercies. And I think that concept of Father of mercies is, is vital for our church. And also, though, for uh, dads, think of our own experiences. We were at the break speaking about our own fathers, and um, Father Connell and Father Curse fathers are alive, but Father Me's father and my own dad uh, uh, passed away. My dad in the uh, in '91. But I think of those lessons that uh, were taught, um, especially when I was growing up. My dad would take anyone basically potty trained, and I'm one of seven, on one vacation in June to give my mom a break. And then we'd all go as a family again in August. But I think those times when dads entered into more, um, you know, I don't know how it was today. Many things are shared that weren't shared in the, in the 60s, like grocery shopping. But I think we've seen that still there's, there is a distinct role of a father and a distinct role of mother. And no matter how often society tries to blur that, and we see this all too often in this kind of movement to um, make everybody gender neutral, that there's still a very distinctive role. And the church, it's our responsibility as shepherds, as pastors, and as fathers to build that up. Any final thoughts uh, from the vicars as we prepare to move from fatherhood? Well, we could end with an Our Father. Let's do that. And before we do that, uh, just uh, again, we appreciate your uh, prayers in this new year, and we look forward to any topics that um, I did receive a letter asking us to address clown ministry, but it turned out that was Father Connell's own letter under a guy's letter. So we won't do a show on that. But, uh, yes. but let us, uh, He's already got the pants. Yes, yes. It's getting ready for the MC Hammer concert okay. with Bishop Tyson. Anyway, we'll place ourselves in the holy presence of God, and we'll conclude this show on Father as we pray. Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven, 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 hallowed be thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. St. Joseph, pray, pray for, for us. us. Live Jesus in our hearts forever. forever.